Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. And today we're going to talk about influencers and partnerships. Influencers and partners can be super helpful to brands and business. So first, they can build instant credibility through their endorsement. And second, they have a platform for of engaged fans, which can add significant reach to a brand's message. In most cases, this is a consumer target the brand can't authentically reach on its own. But leveraging influencers and partners needs to be thought through strategically as you'll be making an investment here. So it's important you make good choices so the use of influencers and partnerships translates into business success. But first, let's get clear on definitions so we are on the same page. Yes. So influencers and partners are definitely closely related and in some cases used somewhat interchangeably. But it is worth taking a minute to talk about the difference between the two because there is one. So an influencer is anyone, any person who has access to a consumer you want to reach. So they're referred to as social media mavens, maybe celebrities, athletes, politicians, artists, a single person that has one primary platform that you want to get access to and then a voice that is representative or respected by the demographic you're trying to reach. So to Anne's point, an audience that you couldn't reach otherwise, but that will be helped by the use of that influencer. A partner, on the other hand, is a property that has access to the consumer you want to reach. So they're usually more commercial in nature. They target a like-minded segment of people, and they tend to have more varied platforms to access. So versus a single person in a single platform, this is something like the NFL or Coachella or the World Wildlife Fund or the American Academy of Dermatology. These are groups that are definitely connected to consumers, but they're, they operate more as an entity versus an individual. So just taking a moment there to clarify the difference, and then we can back, get back into the show. Right. And so for the sake of a simple discussion, we're going to generalize both segments as influencers. I mean, there's going to be some nuances to partnerships, and we'll call those out uh, as, as we talk about each of the the uh, different pieces here that we're going to discuss. But you could just think really, like as April said, partnerships is a bigger scale version of influencers so that, you know, they, they're they going to have more scale and there's more opportunities to engage them in different ways. So versus a influencers, which is generally like a single person who may have multiple platforms, which is generally like one platform that you're really reaching out to them for. So with that, let's talk about influencers. And specifically, we're going to give you four tips in using influencers effectively. And this is going to be really cool because this is not information you generally are going to get from um, anyone who's outside of the the, the marketing realm um, because they would actually probably make you pay for this. So a little bit of insight for you guys. And I also think this is a challenging kind of nuanced approach in a lot of ways that people just generally don't know a lot about. So therefore, in the way we like to do of sharing relevant information in a timely way, we felt like this was a really good one to kind of tap into on that deeper level and kind of uncover and unravel how to go about using influencers effectively. Great. All right. So let's get started for four tips in using influencers effectively. So the first one 
is in order for influencers to be effective, they must be able to authentically speak about your brand. So for example, you aren't going to hire Terry Crews, who is bald, to talk about shampoo, right? <laughs> now, <laughs> it may seem like a really obvious example, but really the biggest mistake brands make is in hiring people as talking heads to hawk a product. And we've all seen this, okay? So you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. In choosing the right influencer, you want somebody that can actually speak passionately and authentically about your brand and really has something in common with the principles, goals, the likes, dislikes, et cetera, with your brand, right? So obviously, Terry Crews being bald probably hasn't washed his hair very often. It's not going to be able to speak authentically or passionately really about a shampoo, right? And this also means that when you get to a classification of influencers that you want to tap into, you really need to double click down into that classification to make sure you have the right lens and the right segment of that classification. So for example, if you're selling a new kid's toy, a lot of people would reach out to mommy blockers. But really, mommy blockers is a pretty broad segment. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could classify mommy blockers as anyone who's a mommy who wants to provide their point of view. So you really need to think about what type of mommy is your consumer. So for example, if this toy promotes early childhood development, you may want to vet mommy bloggers who really talk about, who regularly talk about this principle and how it's important to their child's growth, right? So this type of mommy is going to create much more compelling content because they share a passion and then they'll be more able to authentically endorse you. I mean, this doesn't mean that the mommy blogger has to be like necessarily the poster child for your brand. And in fact, you may want someone a bit on the fringes who can broaden your consumer base, but they cannot, cannot, cannot contradict your core brand principles. So I'll give you another example here. When we were looking to for, uh, to bring on a spokesperson or another ambassador for Tide, uh, we brought on a, a more non-obvious example, which would be... Gronk. So Rob Gronkowski, who now plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, at the time played for the New England Patriots. Not a typical, you know, the, the mom kind of family-oriented uh, spokesperson or ambassador or influencer you would think to bring on. But it, it, and that was good for us because it helped us to play on the fridges, helped us to get to that, um, that consumer target. It's a little bit younger, a little bit more hip, and you know, a little bit more kind of bro, you know, so just a little bit more like in that in that space. And obviously Tide's had an NFL sponsorship for a long time. So that worked really well for us in order to be able to extend our consumer base. But as you kind of really get into Gronk, you know that he has a very similar principle-based approach to, to life that Tide did, ironically. Um his mom, he loves his mom. He does his own laundry. He, he so he has some of that that core those core capabilities that made him actually click. But his personality allowed Ty to actually have a little bit of a breath of um, a freshness there amongst a different consumer target. So I think pausing there for a second, give a little bit more of the and you start to say it here, right? Like there mm -hmm. was a link between his personal brand potentially and then the Tide brand, but. How did you land on him versus other players or what, like what was the process of that? Because I think that's another important thing, right, for our listeners to understand how that works. Right. And and we looked at multiple different people. And I think when we started using Gronk on a, on a more um, like broader basis was 
after we already selected him to be part of our Super Bowl ad. Mm-hmm. So he worked so well there because he was you know, was playing a part within the Super Bowl ad and he played it very, very well. But he was we found that he could very naturally speak about the performance and um his advocacy, frankly, for for Tide to the point where um he he would say I mean, you couldn't you couldn't script the things that he would say. I mean, I remember one time when we were doing some PR, he was saying, um, "Well, sure, I, I love Ty. Who wouldn't want a winner? I mean, who who wouldn't want to you know have you know, <laughs> actually use the best brand out there?" And it's like you can't script that, uh-huh. but it, it came out very authentic from him. So um, that's kind of what what made it work. And and sometimes it's a an art kind of choosing the right influencer that's going to match your brand. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But there is ways of vetting people in order to make sure that, one, they're going to be aligned with your brand principles, but as well as being able to kind of take it in a little bit of a fresher way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And usually there's criteria associated with that. Um, and one thing to kind of really keep in mind here is that there are a lot of influencer marketing or word of mouth agencies. There are a gazillion out there. And this could be a really efficient way of generating reach if the agency is able to target your consumer. So a lot of them will work based on like, I call it a sample and a prayer, where you're basically just blanking a bunch of different influencers and hoping they're going to say something about your product or some say something good about your product, hopefully. And that doesn't usually translate into really good content. Um, it's, it's usually formulaic in the nature. Um, and it just doesn't like speak to the quality of endorsement that you're really looking for. So make sure if you're going to invest in one of these agencies that they're able to really target the demographic that you're that you're looking for, and you provide them a really good basis for that demographic too. Mm-hmm. And that's actually true too if you're choosing a partner as well. So make sure that that is also a basis for how you're going to select a partner. If partners are more on the macro level, um, you want to make sure that at a macro level, the the principles, the ideals, your your consumer overlap to some extent, but um, it's very similar. Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts. 